Welcome to Assiduous Dust, episode number two, with your host, Joshua Corwin, featuring the amazing Rich Ferguson and Don Kingfisher Campbell, who will be our features for today. We will talk poetry, have them promote their poetry, and read their poetry, and we will create poems on the spot. Let's begin with this journey. Josh, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello. Is this Rich Ferguson, the amazing, the great? (laughs) Welcome to Assiduous Dust, your uncensored poetry podcast, and perhaps a hint of erotica, as right now I have a ripped Grateful Dead t-shirt I had that I'm pretty sure has blood stains on the back Woo-hoo! from a first band performance and a nipple showing. So nice. this is uncensored poetry, uncensored talking, and apparently with one nipple showing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Erotic, so, neurotic, nipple, nippledom. Exactly. So for those of uh, who don't know, uh, no. The amazing, great Rich Ferguson. Rich Ferguson is a Pushcart-nominated poet. Congrats. He shared the stage with Patti Smith, Wanda Coleman, Moby, and other esteemed poets and musicians. He's also featured... (laughs) Sound like you were going to say magicians. (laughs) Oh, also magicians. Have you done that too? Well, you know, it's funny about that. When I sort of misheard you saying magicians, there is a magician. You know, a musician is a magician. Yeah, well, they are actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Continue. No, I was just going to say there is a pretty well-known magician named Rich Ferguson. And... uh, (laughs) And he's pretty good, actually. He's pretty good. We've actually have you performed with him yet? No, but you know what's funny? He actually uh, we've communicate communicated a couple times, and he actually once once pitched to me uh, the idea of trying to uh, do a bill together. I guess he's been on the Ellen Show or something, and he Mm. was going to try to pitch a thing where it was. He, Rich Ferguson, doing magic and me doing And then all of a sudden you appear. (laughs) Exactly. Ah, yeah. And you've also uh, performed in film, What About Me? Yeah. Uh, You know, featuring Michael Stipe. Michael. Fronty. Fronty. And Katie Lang and others. And you've had a lot of great award-winning spoken word music videos out there, I know you recently have one also that was put out um, that I was able to check out. That was "What About LA?" That was done. Uh, who was that done again by? Uh, with who directed? Yeah, it's called "Another Day in LA," and it's by a but. Uh, it was directed by a buddy of mine, uh, Chris Burdick. We've done quite a few spoken word video collaborations together. The music for this one was done by a buddy of mine, Eric Carter, and. Um, Really beautiful uh, backing vocals by a friend of mine, uh, Liz Foster, who's an amazing mm. singer-songwriter in her own right. Terrific. The list goes on. You've been widely anthologized. You've been the winner in Opian Magazine's literary uh, death match, L.A., and your poetry collection, Eighth and Agony, is out with Punk Hostage Press. You also have your debut 
uh, novel, New Jersey and Me, released by Rare Bird Books, which is yeah. really great. I've seen it, uh, you know, have it for the shelves. Uh, you know, it populates widely at, at Beyond Baroque at their literary center. And it's just amazing for those of you who happen to be, when you're listening to this, who haven't checked out Rich Ferguson's um, his, his performance. If you ever get a chance, it's, you know, if you're willing to fly or drive out, <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, you really make great use of body. Unfortunately, I wish, I wish, you know, somebody could just imagine that nipple imagery that I have and then just your stuff. I, I just wish I could, you know, I think that any great performer, uh, you know, or performance of poetry of anything, really check out your 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 work, which is terrific. Well, um, thank you. And thank, is there any other things going on currently or, or information for promotional that, that someone can find out? on the web that particularly you would suggest checking out about or maybe some fun facts about you that aren't on on the internet (laughs) well uh i have a new poetry collection that's going to be coming out in september of this year which i'm really excited about because it's uh been a little while since the Mm. eighth and agony on punk hostage Mm -hmm. came out and uh, Mm -hmm. this one's going to be coming out on uh Eric Moraga's uh, Moontide Press. So, oh, I'm, great! Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm familiar with Moontide. Moontide is terrific. Um, you know, I have a good friend, Alexandra. Uh, uh, you know, almost. Uh, oh yeah, she's yeah, amazing. She's, yeah, and I was introduced. I saw it from Moontide Press of hers, and it's just a really great thing. I happen to be communicate with Eric over the facebook a, a, a little bit ago he's a he's a cool very interesting dude great guy yeah i had originally it, it's kind of interesting how that came together i <clears throat> the manuscript uh for the poetry collection i'd been kind of working on it for a few years i wasn't in any particular rush to release it i just kept you know as you know how it is with poetry just <laughs> kind of polishing repolishing It's writing and rewriting and half of the stuff is learning to be an editor. And sometimes something takes an entirely different turn. Yeah. So I, you know, there had been a number of pieces that I had written, but then kind of abandoned at certain points. And then there were pieces that I had written that I liked. And I'd kind of gotten to a place with the collection where I just was like, I don't know what to do with this anymore. And I was thinking about just handing it over to an editor to to give it another glance. And I had heard that, you know, in addition to being uh, to running Moontide, that Eric also uh, was an editor. And mm. so um, and a damn good one, I might add. And ah. so I was like, you know, what the heck? I'll just uh, hire him as an editor and and uh, see what he thinks. And so. There uh, you go, people. Yeah. You should uh, check out Eric Morago and look him up. Look him up. Not the Morago Hotel uh, or the Mar a Lano or whatever the fuck, you know. But Eric Morago, um, yeah, you know, maybe you might even inquire, see about him. 
on on the interwebs. Uh, it's, you're doing a pretty good job selling that. <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, he turned out to be a really fine editor, and you know, really a lot of what he did for me because I had worked on the collection for some time it wasn't really like a lot of line edit stuff or anything. It mm -hmm. was a lot of him just saying, I think this poem works for the collection. I think you can get rid of this one, you know? And, mm, and yeah. Cause it's and like, stuff like how that. do you shift it and shape it? Because that's an important thing. And you know, what would you recommend for others? You know, sometimes you need different spaces. You know, I'm working on a, a collection myself of doing something and shape shifting and it's kind of like magic tying it back there. And sometimes you don't have the ability to do that of that magic and you need somebody else. You oh, yeah. need the other Rich Ferguson or <laughs> you just need to wait until you shapeshift yourself and then you get someone like Eric Morago or other individuals. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and you kind of to help you to see so that you can find the magic within. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Rich, is there, mm -hmm. do you have a website for, yeah. for those individuals who are, you know, too lazy perhaps to just type it in and they need to hear it? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> it's basically rich-ferguson.com. So not underscore, but just rich, R-I-C-H-Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N.com. Simple you, as that. You heard it, folks. It's simple as that. So there's yeah. no excuse not to. And also, I have to thank the author, Patrick O'Neill, who's uh, uh, gun, who wrote the uh, memoir, Gun Needle Spoon. Really, I think oh. Zank, Zank Books released it, but he helped Ooh. to uh, build the website for me. So kudos. There to, you uh, go. Patrick. There you go. That's a great title, by the way, also. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been working on. I reminds me of something I've been writing. I I have a, a line of, uh, you know, speaking of you know with opium of something that says, uh, you know, Syrianic needle dagger faucet to talk about you know a syringe. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that. Speaking of, I wonder, would you um put us into an opioid like bliss? That's uh, a good one, perhaps. Yeah, you know, and share a poem. Sure. Yeah, I'll do a yeah. new. One. I'll do a new one. Oh, nice. Yeah. And this is this is uh, by memory. I don't have paper in front of me. And uh, you heard it, folks. Yeah. So you heard it, folks. Yeah. You you mentioned earlier, like with mm -hmm. my performance and stuff, mm -hmm. because I like being very physical. I like to memorize my work, so I don't. And have it, and your performance is like part of the poem in a way. It, it's part of it. It embodies it. Yeah. Yeah, that's at least what I aspire to do. So good, good observation. All right. So this is called uh, Garden of Eden uh, in the Garden of Eden now bleeding. All right, here we go. Remember when we shared the same breath and were one? When we shared a language that defied hungry ghosts or when we swam together in wild waters that could not drown us? Since our fall from grace, we have lost kinship with innocence. We have experienced so many variations of original sin that its taste has become far, far from original. 
These paradises we have burned and abandoned have collapsed into a garden of Eden now bleeding, a complex geometry where parallel lines of love and consideration contend with irrational proportions of emotional, physical neglect and constriction. Non-complementary angles of sexism versus fairness, those seeking domination, battling it out with those seeking collaboration in the multidimensional arena of our human condition. When seeking union between the sexes, one must learn to transform opposition into empowerment, cruelty into congruency, create ratios of respect, equilateral equality, a more perfect circle of the masses, one that unifies, strives to heal this wound of being human, for we are quick to anger, slow to heal. Dragging our inner rivers for the body of evidence that can free us from the gridlocked and mindlocked madness of our Garden of Eden now bleeding, the place where one confuses the highly personal with the universal. Retunes enlightenment to a TV reality where we can't stop looking at our cell phones, even when in the presence of redemption in our Garden of Eden now bleeding. Hear the gunfire and continual cry of sirens. Witness our struggles to grow beyond our insanities and instabilities. New bones sprout, uh, new bones sprouting from old burdens. Psyche surviving alley fights with a world gone rogue. Carving intellect sharp enough and weapon enough to save ourselves from the dangerous primal instincts breeding in our Garden of Eden now bleeding. That we may one day untether ourselves from this mothership of mayhem, float off into harmonic stardust, witness ourselves in the cracked mirror moon, realizing that above and beyond it all, we have the potential to become beautiful and unbroken. That beyond our garden of Eden now bleeding, our flowers of good fortune can flourish, even as our world devolves into deserts of destruction, that we can sleep with fire and wake up the right kind of bright. That we can return to innocence and from innocence to shadow. That we can return to shadow and from shadow to the river that we can return to the river and from the river to the crossroads, from the crossroads to song, from song to heart, from heart to a home, where a new union between man and man and woman and woman and man and woman can blossom souls guided by plant instinct, tenacious in the desire to rise, root voice, a journey from oblivion into brilliance, our seed smiles, a multiplying joy. In our new Garden of Eden, no longer bleeding, remember to let the flowers grow, but pull away the weeds before they tower over us on this spinning ball of eroding and beautiful blue. And there you go. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, you know, I kind of, when I see that, I even haven't seen you perform. You know, this is like I can see the movements of where you are and your hand movements and how you kind of turn your head back slightly. Uh -huh. And and certainly, like I can, I had to do that while listening to you and visualize <laughs> that because it's so ingrained. Having seen you perform a few times, it's like you know, again, another reason to check out Rich Ferguson. Well, really, so, yeah. yeah. So I wondered. So yeah. what for you? what is poetry or not what what is what is it about it that 
makes you tick that make that gets you off into the rhythm poetic you know what what well yeah yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's a couple mm-hmm. things. One, I, I actually found myself interested in poetry, you know, like since I was in elementary school. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I took a, uh, a fiction course in college when I was going to Rutgers. Mm. And uh, the very last... Uh, the very last week of the semester, the uh, professor did like a week of poetry. <laughs> and and she, it was sort of a backhanded comment. Yeah. She said, I think you're a better performer than, perf- uh, I think you're a better poet than you wow. are. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's cool. You know, whatever. But um, uh, it is somewhat similar, not exactly, but similar thing myself. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, so, and, and, you know, with poetry, I think it's just, uh, I, I think it's the way my, the deepest part of myself speaks. Like, I think deep within, we all sort of, you know, there's some sort of language or there's some Universal sort of commonality. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I think there's some sort of voice that, that kind of guides us along and and for me it's poetry and also i play the drums and so you know i do it i do as well how many years yeah yeah for quite a few years and and uh the drum and i think one informs the other you know the rhythm the rhythm the beat and also it's like um you, you know i don't know but for me i can visualize sometimes i'll be in the car i'll be stuck in traffic on the on the, on the 10 or the 405 and you know i have my steering wheel set so that i imagine certain parts are certain aspects of the drum and i'll i'll hit it there i think it's similar with maybe words they come at you in different ways and you can visualize how it looks either on the page or how it'll sound and you kind of hear yep. that what you were talking about that intuitive this commonality this kind of universal you know guiding uh thing that you know comes to us uh yeah and you know i is it a similar similar thing is it sort of like you can visualize a bit more auditory a bit of both for you i would say it's i would say it's a bit of both it's definitely i mean there's definitely a huge sound Mm -hmm. element but i i think also like what you said it's a visual element and also what's really kind of the combination of the two for me, like when I'm memorizing a new piece for performance mm-hmm. or something, I have to go through a whole process where I kind of just speak the piece out loud or whatever. And my ear, because of playing the drums and stuff, has gotten pretty attuned to kind of hearing where there's sort of a clunky rhythm in the words or whatever. Mm. So my dr- drummer's ear kind of uh, is, what, is what is lyrical? For what, what works? Like, does this word not work, or is this a word that would make sense for me to have to be able to perform a certain action-based thing to help embellish it? Ah, there's less sound, so I need to slow it down. Like certain things to, you know, that kind of stuff. That that. Yeah, yeah, and it can also my ear can also tell me sometimes when maybe a line just doesn't work mm. where maybe i've said too much it sounds clunky and i'll just get rid of it you yeah know, so and i guess then editors then have that ability to look at that with regard to publishing 
if, if you think about yeah. it, which is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how it yeah. is. I mean, you know, you perform yeah, too. And so it's like, you know, poems can poems can look very elegant on the page mm-hmm. and they can work really well in that regard. But then, you know, when you sort of speak them aloud, it's they kind of become three dimensional and there yep. are more aspects yep. involved yep. with rhythm and things like that. And you have to take those things into consideration because I've heard people per- perform poems and they sound amazing. And maybe you see that same poem on the page and it's all, eh, didn't really look that great on the page, but man, when that poet did it live, it sounded yeah, amazing. I'm, or you, yeah, yeah, I'm a firm believer that, you know, that, a perform- that somebody should be able that there should be this universal, a lot of people, this is a thing that a lot of people um, don't agree with. Uh, so it's a heated thing. Not, I'm curious where you stand about, you know, can it, is every poem translatable in a way, or can there be a degree that it's translatable to a spoken word piece, a spoken word poem and that you, you, there should be, I come from a mathematical background. So I believe that for every input, there should be exactly one output. There, you have this function-based thing, and it, it, you, it should be invertible. So if I want to say how the poem looks on the page, should have a particular way for how it is performed, particularly the space, not just like the words, but also the way it's indented, the size of the mm-hmm. font. And similarly, if you read it a certain way, that should be translatable uh, so that's one can visualize how it might look on the page. And, and that kind of then takes away an aspect that uh, kind of divides this, oh, no, this is spoken word only. It can't be, a, you know, you're on the page. I, where do you stand with that, especially given so much of your, your pieces are, you know? I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 you know. There's I, no right answer. <laughs> Well, no, but I'll I'll tell you I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you just a quick little story. There was, there was, and And I I do want to after that. I'd love to do is to do with you after that a poem on the spot. Perhaps we could both contribute a line. Great. Okay, but yeah, the story. Yeah. So I, I, I had originally wanted to write a performance piece about LA where I was I had been reading the Tibetan book of the dead at the time uh you know the idea of like the afterlife and how one spends their afterlife etc and I had kind of wanted to take that idea but sort of put it over the idea of Los Angeles and how there are so many different sections of Los Angeles Mm -hmm. depending on where one was was residing in the city like if you lived in west hollywood or koreatown or downtown or Venice, hollywood or, yeah, yeah so, yep, that your yep. your afterlife could look different mm-hmm. so i was i i wrote a piece called uh uh uh, uh the los angeles book of the dead mm-hmm. so i'd originally written it as a spoken word piece but after i wrote it i was like wow this actually looks pretty good on the page mm-hmm. i'd actually sort of surprised myself and was like, well, you know what? I'm going to actually just see if I can get this thing published. And it actually ended up getting published in the Los Angeles Times. Wow. So I was, yeah. yeah so I, what what, what it's issue very LA for anybody who is interested? Oh, this is going back away. It, it, it actually was in a section 
that doesn't even exist in the LA Times. Oh no! Oh no! It's underground. But they gotta have archives for those on the internet these days. Come on. Yeah, it was. Well, you know what's interesting? It came out the day before. uh, It came out the day before September 11th. Wow! With the uh, twin towers. So it came out on (laughs) September 10th. 2001 yeah. and then the next day was September 11th yeah wow yeah jeez so there you yeah, go that's so that's, give some that's, pause. What, that's one of my success stories about writing a piece that I had originally written for for a performance but surprised myself and yeah it actually looked pretty and good it's on the like page. the process just comes and maybe that goes back to what you were saying about about this universal guiding for that maybe there's this power or something call it whatever you want and maybe it's also not just this internal thing but it's also this process that leads us to our path to poetry to whatever to performance i don't know i'm just i'm just thinking here man (laughs) yeah yeah i i would love it to do co right on the spot a piece with you all right all right i i just uh give me a second i don't know i i i just got a couple pages of random books i just put out here and we could do that where we each come up with a line come up with 10 or so um yeah yeah i don't know what i've done is (laughs) what i've done is i've i've spread some different books out on my bed sounds good I can kind of yeah. whatever you say. I can, can you, kind of riff back with some different titles. Uh, can you different books and stuff? Can you do you have them open to pages, specific pages, or what? Can you tell us so that people know what's going on, so that an image can be painted? I don't have <laughs> them open to uh, any particular page at this point. I just have about oh four about about fourteen books just scattered across my bed, just looking at covers at this point. Okay, but. I can start flipping pages open at any point, you, but right now you, I'm just we'll looking see. at covers. Right now I, I have, I have the, let's see. I have, uh, I just only have three books that the Pentagon's brain and then uh-huh. censored history of DARPA by Annie Jacobson. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a certain, uh, James Joyce's Ulysses. Nice. And Martin Boober's I and Thou, of course, open just a random, just flipped open a random page. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you said something about Annie somebody. I have one of my favorite <laughs> books is a, uh, and one of my favorite poets for that matter huh? is a woman, Ann Waldman. Mm. And this collection I have of hers is Fast Speaking Woman. So I'll start with that one. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Yeah. Let me, um... we'll do like a line each. Yeah, I will go back and forth with it. Sounds great. Sounds great. All right. You want to start? Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Pass away, Buddha, goal, pass away, opinions. I'm here to sing the power of poets and lovers who lift their hearts in song. Arpa, darpa, and iron... Ran strings, guitar, lamp, turns. Turn it around. I'm the woman in charge, woman who never succumbed, woman off the couch, woman up and about. I am the organizing woman. I'll put this place under my spell. Mm. Several 
several detailed questions, important ringering king, loyal to the truth, meeting, imitate. Don't eat that terrible food. Empty that soda pop down the drain. Don't be such an overachiever. You're prodigious. We know it. The phone rings. Don't answer it. Say no. I dare you. Subjective paradoxes, illusion, grave scream, word defense, observation, soul of God functions, a thing, the wing, I did not agree. Light and shadow upon the dancing globe, light and shadow on the child's arm in a park under trees and towers, light on the fresh canvas, the painter on the roof of West 21st Street under thoughtful shadow. To return, to return, brush dry sombrero, to return, not know if Buddha's accusations caught the attention of DARPA. Because, because, <laughs> because I don't have spit, because I don't have rubbish, because I don't have dust, because I don't have that which is in air, because I am air. Let me try you with my magic power. Highly paid convenience, an instrument corporation projected, who's the formula necessary, had the manpower fulfilled. <laughs> I think that's probably a good place to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, so again, all the lines that I, I was just kind of flipping through pages of, of that uh, one, of Annie's, of Ann Waldman's Fast Speaking just, Woman. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Ann Waldman, actually, mm-hmm. yep. you know, I saw her some years ago when I was living in San Francisco and she was actually uh, the poet that inspired me mm. to to try to get into my work in a more performative way, because when I saw her, she wasn't reading from papers. And, and kind of like what you were saying earlier, like how you've kind of seen me and, and I try to like embody the pieces I'm doing. It was just like when I saw her, like her body was the poem. And so mm-hmm. I, I just was like, this is what I want to aspire to. So, yeah. And Waldman, she well, is a huge. Well, there you have it. Yeah, there you have it. And hey, what would you suggest of, you know, things for those unfamiliar with the work to start off with if if they're interested you interested in just writing poetry i'm sorry what do you mean for those who are interested in her work that particularly oh. inspired you or some of that as not just her her um you know her performances but also any published pieces perhaps for individuals who who might be listening. Yeah, uh, the one, the one who, collection. Who, yeah. The one collection I have, Fast Speaking Woman, is really good because a lot of the pieces are are like um almost like rhythmic chants. And so they they have a real, you know, we were talking earlier about rhythm and mm-hmm. music and that stuff. So this is a really good collection because it, it it has a very rhythmic feel almost like a mantra 
mm. a, a real pulse to it, a repetition of phrases. So it's, it's, it's a really interesting collection. Well, thank you. So again, Rich Ferguson, it's been a pleasure. Likewise. Yes. And please do listen and check out his work as well as, you know, feel free to look up Eric Virago and, yep. you know, your Moontide. new. Mm, yep. Moontide. Yeah. Moontide. Yep. Noontide Press. And, and, and he, uh, there. Sorry. Yeah. And um, anybody else, just shout out to everyone. Shout out to everyone. And thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. And uh, hope to do this again sometime. Yeah. Take care. And thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Have a groovy day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Can you hear me? Hello, Mr. Don Kingfisher Campbell. Welcome yep. to Assiduous Dust, the type of dust that is not acid, but is kind. Though acid can kind of be kind, depending. I don't know. I'm no LSD specialist. I'm no Timothy Leary, but I know that we are all cheery, and I'm wearing my Grateful Dead shirt, and I have the wondrous magnificent, super-duper, spectrumonious Don Kingfisher Campbell on for Assiduous Dust. Uh, Episode number two, your uncensored poetry podcast. Mr. Donnie, how are you doing? Very good, sir. Thank you. (laughs) So, uh, for those of you who don't know... This is a little bit about Dawn. I've I've heard that you are you are quite the individual. You uh, Dawn Kingfisher Campbell has an MFA from Antioch University, LA. He's taught at Occidental College, Upward Bound for thirty five years. He's been a poetry editor of the Angel City Review. He's publisher of Spectrum Magazine and host of the Saturday Afternoon Poetry Reading and Workshop Series in Pasadena, California. He has received awards. He's done many features. He has many publication credits. You can find him at http colon backslash backslash dkc1031.blogspot.com. And I, I think I, I saw you, you did an awesome thing at Lyrical Flames, and you were reading some stuff from one of your pieces. Um, is this, uh, you know, do you have something perhaps that you'd like to tell us or share um, about that or about <laughs> any upcoming events or news that you'd like to promote in addition? Well, first, uh, those poems are from a book called Spoke in Word. Nice. And it's a collection of uh, two dozen of my spoken word poems from the last century. Nice. Nice. When I was young. Ah, back in that day. Yeah. Yeah. To be full of such bliss again. Yeah. 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 
So, yeah. So, yeah. Can you tell us, Dawn, Mr. Kingfisher Campbell, something about ourselves that might surprise, something about yourself that might, or about Spectrum Publishing for those of you who aren't aware? Well, Spectrum Publishing wants to publish anybody and everybody, actually. Everybody needs a chance to get published. It's a great way to get exposed to other people's writing, which is a great way to improve your own writing, get exposed to other people's writing, and it rubs off on you. It's really true. I'm rubbing my nipple right now because I li- uh, that is exposed <laughs> as I like what You've I'm hearing. Exposed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And And... <laughs> Yeah, because uh, I think I was even, I've been published a few times in Spectrum Publishing, and it's it's really a great thing. And, you know, what I like about it, Don, is that it's, it's also a community. It's not just, okay, this is just a publication that just for that, but it's people care. There are workshops. There are a bunch of, you can, people aren't, are, I find that, there are many different types of poets and sometimes people cannot realize that a poet is a person. Right. Right. Individual. An individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, you know, there are publications that just want, you know, Oh, this is what we consider to be a poet, to be an individual, to be authentic. And, you know, it's like, Nope, I, I I get the feeling that spectrum's like we want the whole spectrum. Exactly, that was the intention, and I'm happy to say that uh, we're fulfilling it. Terrific, terrific. Well, hopefully, we'll fulfill more individuals. And where can people, if they say, are there any open submissions, open calls, ways to get in? Yeah, you know, the best thing to do is to go to the Spectrum Publishing website, and there's a list of publications coming up in 2020 there's like eight of them listed and i'll give you a little preview too we're also working on a new press for publishing individuals it's going to be called four feathers press nice nice and we'll be launching that sometime in 2020 groovy groovy smoothie nice awesome terrific and what is the website that uh so for those who are too lazy to look it up in advance and figure out yeah, you know, the easiest way to get it it really is just google spectrum publishing because there's only mm-hmm. one so that'll get you right to it there you go see people you don't have to be lazy it's worth it it's worth it let your authenticity grow google spectrum publishing and there you go <laughs> that's a little rhyme it could for be you. easier <laughs> yeah, so Dawn, I wondered, would you, oh, you write poems? That helps. Yeah, would you be able to share with us um a poem or two? Would you grace us, Mr. Kingfisher Campbell? Grace Grace you with what? I didn't catch that. Would you grace us with a poem or two? With some... oh, a poem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's I just happen to have a bunch of poems here with me Ooh. on my laptop. And I guess uh, I'll start with uh, the newest one that's on the laptop. This is one that I wrote in December 5th. So this poem is a month old. Uh Uh-oh. It's an infant. 
And uh, get ready it's called to scream, H2O. people. Get ready to scream. No, no, H2O. Uh, and it's, it's spelled H-T-O-O. So it's H-2-O. Okay. Okay. I like to take long showers. Let the water spill constantly over me. I must have been a seal in a past life. My fins applauding the barrage. When it rains, I have the urge to get naked. Let the drops play with my skin. Maybe I was once an otter turning and turning to feel every plop. For years, I had a swimming pool to dive in. Every time I returned to my primordial state, a shark gliding and scanning the wet. And on the rare occasion, I get to dip my toes in an ocean. I am drawn inside to the deepest depth where I am a free floating jellyfish enjoying the peaceful eons until humans arrive. Okay, that was H2O. Baby, yeah, I'm gonna sip some water to that. Yeah, way to get shit done. Nice. I like that. I like that infant poem. That that one. It's one month old. That's that's pretty, pretty remarkable for a one month old. It's yeah, it's a fairly baby. newborn poem. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. So it so it's about hydrogen peroxide. H two O. Oh oh oh. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Not quite. Yeah. So, John, you know, I yeah. noticed that you have also, uh, you know, what what is poetry for you? Like, what what does it mean? Like, is it just a way, you know, people have different things of feels of like, for me, I, I guess poetry yeah. is supposed to make you be a chicken with your head chopped off and then you feel floating that you're yeah. two feet off the ground what for you makes it like is it political is it whatever is there huge yeah, what makes easy. you poetize i answer this question for myself okay right? that's okay. all we can just for, you. For, for me poetry has been a way to remember the things i want to remember or it's a way to discover things and kind of uh, dive deep into them, to use the same metaphor. Mm, and what have you, um, <laughs> has there been anything that lately, maybe news or things that you've been diving into lately? Getting your well, toes wet in that H2O, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, coincidentally, uh, there's a poem that I wrote uh, on the 28th of December. Mm. I haven't even typed it up yet. Ooh. But it's called, it had, strangely enough, the title is 19 to 20. Ooh. Huh. Like the last one was called H2O. This one's called 19 to 20. And of course, that's referring to the change of year. Mm. So we had a workshop at the Pasadena Library where we meet, and Brianna Munoz led that workshop. And she asked us to answer the question what am I leaving behind in 2019? It's a good question to, to ask. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, this year will be a better one, you know, or else I want my money back. But yeah, yeah. Well, at this point, it was not yet 2020. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to read it, uh, 
and I'll see what I think of it. What? Again, it's called 19 to 20. What am I leaving behind in 2019? My fiance, because the government limits the stay of visitors from other countries, unless you're illegal. My job, since I became eligible to retire and took the opportunity the first day I could to stop telling teenagers to put their cell phones away. <laughs> My 50s, for virtually all of the decade, I explored a different culture, though I really didn't plan that. Also, I left behind apartment living, but we'll see how long that lasts. For now, I'm keeping my cell phone, my portable link to the outside world, my car, unless I can afford another one, of course, and my laptop, because everything is there. Everything, music, photos, movies, poetry, I just named my four favorite things. So that's a, a rough draft mm. of a poem that I haven't really looked at a second time until right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay. It's Whoa. all right. It's not as uh, metaphorical as H2O, but it has something to say politically. That's for sure. Yes, absolutely. And I've that poems, yeah, I, I, I know that you have... Uh a poem that's published in uh in your in your in spectrum publishing that's out uh, that's about i believe about uh i remember that was political about um you know about ice yeah, yeah i know what you're talking about and i and i i find that that was something that the first time i heard it i'm like what and then it's like i heard it i'm like oh my god <laughs> mind blown because there's a lot of stuff that's going on and I can find that it's like political, political, you know, poetry is a way to express things in different forms. And it sometimes it hits you like a like a, a slap to the face. In a good way, in a great way, unless you're into that. I don't know. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, mm. what was I going to say? Yeah. No. There are people who would take a look at me and they would think I'd be the last person in the world that would have a problem with immigration. Really? And that's because they don't know me. Hmm. Right? You can judge people on the surface and you'll get a superficial result if you judge people on the surface. But if you get to know a person, uh, really any person, you can find out that there's a lot more going on than just what you see on the surface. Yeah, you got to dive into that uh, water, so to speak, to keep that metaphor going, you know, get, you know, keep, keep it afloat, keep it swimming. So I can read that poem if you like, uh, then people will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Give it a shot. Uh, I've encountered people who uh, thought I had no right to talk about these things because I'm a white man, but uh as the poem I just read alluded to, I've, I've spent the last 10 years in a different culture, really, being exposed to another culture. <clears throat> and that has resulted in a few poems. Like this poem is called, In the Land of Ice, Who Can Survive? Let's hear it. Don't go out this summer. It's too cold. It has been announced. Unfriendly, uniformed faces wait for you. Think we'll stay in tonight. Avoid the controversy. Put on some prints. 
Maybe that will distract us from the injustice. Presently, the internet is full of news warnings about ICE. Sometimes I forget here in this prejudiced place, I was born here, but who knows when they will come after me next. My ex-wife was amnestied decades ago by a Republican president. I haven't forgotten how nice that made my life. There was no ICE then, only INS. Wish we could be like that again, feeling free after you pay the constantly rising immigration price. My ex-stepdaughter benefited and became a college student, married another young man to help him with his papers. Now I am engaged once more. She's on a tourist visa, so she only has six months to stay or go back to China. Will we go through with it? We do like to be at home, in bed, in our California pajamas, nothing at all. All we have to do is develop trust in each other enough to sacrifice for the certificate that will suffice to protect us from ice, that frozen iceberg logic opposite the Atlantic's Ellis Island. Do you feel the chill of angry eyes, shouting mouths on both sides of the lovingly named Pacific? Why can't we all imagine no need for ice except in July and August drinks? Why is the god of hell fire in the White House? There you go. You okay, man? Yeah, that gave me the cough. I was choking on water. Yeah. That's how good the poem was. <laughs> so that poem, it may not be my greatest poem, but it's uh, it really served its purpose. I wanted to educate people about immigration being an issue that affects everyone in one way or another. Yeah, and there, there's so many issues going on now. Like, there's even um, mm -hmm. rising prices uh, locally, you know, based, based out in L.A. of you know, insurance, you know, housing, all types of things um, going on. There's so much just going on in this world, you know. And It can be overwhelming, you know. It, but, can, uh... it can be overwhelming, and I find that poetry can be give you some solace. And I wondered, um, uh -huh. would you? It's a good way to get it out of your system, that's for sure, or to share with each other yeah. how you're feeling, what you're thinking. Would you? Great way to do that. Great way. Yeah. Would you happen to do with me a poem on the spot? Oh, yeah. You wanted that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it on the spot. You know, it's very funny. I did a workshop in Monrovia, of all places. Oh, it must have been it must have been about eight years ago. Did a workshop in Monrovia, and my workshop was called Poem on the Spot. No way. It was called Poem on the Spot, and my goal was to teach people how to create a poem based on what is around them. That is terrific. Amazing. It's an easy way to come to the poem. Yeah, I find that that's great because, you know, a lot of times I find that, you know, your poetry prompt is what's in front of you. It's the world. It's your thoughts in your head and it's what's in front of you. And you, you know, you can do that. So what's in front of you? What's going to guide your poem on the spot to give us an image? Well, I have a couple interesting challenges here. Mm. Uh, by my Tell laptop. Us. 
is my entertainment center, and it has like about ooh, there's like about thirty DVDs there. Ooh, DVD. So I have to admit, I'd be interested in using these DVD titles to see what I can come up with. That is probably my first idea. Oh my god, let's do it! Yeah, let's do it. You know, in one day, people will not know DVDs. What are those? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're heading that direction, that's for sure. Yeah, so maybe... Um, and then I, I also mentioned, you know, that is a very specific thing, but you can also use the objects around you, like uh, you just look around the room, there are objects in the room. That's an easy way to come up with a poem, too. So maybe I'll try both, but first I'll do the probably the more difficult one, and that is to try to take these DVD titles. So are you ready? Let's do it. Wait, drum roll. Okay. Do, 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 drum roll. Mental drum roll, a.k.a. silence. All right. Good. Okay. All right. I think uh, we'll start here. Uh, this poem is tentatively titled Minority Report. Mouchette. There are forbidden games in this world. For example. Oh, no. My phone's ringing. Hold on. Let me turn this off. Whew, forgot to turn off the phone. Let me start over. All right, it's called Minority Report, Minority Report, and it starts this way. Yeah, Mouchette, there are forbidden games in this world. For example, uh, Harold and Maude are just the updated version of Beauty and the Beast. And then you look out of the past and you'll find Orpheus contemplating love and death. There was a movie that really had a lesson to teach. It was called Solent Green. Are we living it today when we buy incredible burgers? I don't know, but I do know when a woman ascends the stairs, the last thing she wants is a planet of the apes. <laughs> okay, so that's 10 DVDs right there. Nice. Yeah. Hey, you would you want to do something and try something? I have a book out here. And maybe we can both on the spot here do a poem together where we use the stuff in front of us. Do you want to try it where we do one line, one line, 10 lines? Oh, yeah. This is like what Bill Watkins likes to do. This is called, uh, what do they call it? Uh, an exquisite corpse. Yeah, I got, I got some stuff from, let me just first say the titles of the books in front of me are stuff of, from algebraic Number theory and Fermat's last theorem. I got Galois theory. I got Tolstoy short fiction. And a page of Giordano's Bruno's On the Infinite, the Universe, and the Worlds. Well, those last two sound pretty good for poetry, and well, we'll people see what happens. Get poetry from math, but you definitely can get poetry from math. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So do you want, do you want to lead off, or <laughs> I lead off? Who leads off? Ooh, let's see. Um, why don't you? Okay, you know, I just want to tell everybody: be sure to understand that. 
Joshua Corin did not invent poems on the spot, and Don Campbell did not invent poems on the spot. I'm sure someone else did. Many they years don't before. know that. They don't know that. No. Okay, it's okay because there's nothing new under the sun," said William Shakespeare. <laughs> right? Okay, but there we, you go. We, we discover things, right? That's how yeah. we got to where we are today. Rediscovery. So, on that idea in mind, is that going to be the title? We discover things. Well, maybe rediscovery. Yeah. Rediscovery. There you go. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, here comes the first line. When I look at the clock on the wall. I remember the past. Reducible, multiplicative, divide, form, infinite. An infinity that I cannot see through the closed blinds of my mind. Irritated, a small thing. Stimulating his daughter. Oh, did you get your line? Okay. <laughs> Each one of them a small file placed between the folds of my brain. The flaw in this intuitive, the flaw in this intuitive proof, a unit, if and only statement, short fiction. A thought. And when I read, all of a sudden, a banner is hoisted before my eyes, telling me I have found something worth remembering. Sometimes after this resurrection, your reasons. Assert Fermat's last theorem in algebraic terms of hills. These words are like a, a giant fan for my whole body. I'm refreshed because I have rediscovered what I have known before. For from good through good to good, the ultimate efficient cause we should not believe. I think that's the poem. That's the poem. <laughs> that's the poem. There you go. Awesome. Be good. Awesome. Yeah. Please do do that, at, folks. There you heard it. Yeah. A poem on the spot, co-created. Is there a term for that, Mr. Dawn? Again, it's an exquisite corpse. That's an exquisite corpse when it's more than one person uh, kind of blindly adding lines to each other mm -hmm. like that. That's an exquisite corpse. An exquisite corpse. Yeah. You don't have to believe me. Look it up. Google it. There you go, folks. Yeah. Check it. Google knows everything. Check it. Check it. Make sure that he's not promoting fake news. Check it. Yeah. Verify, trust yet verify, said Ronald Reagan. There you go. Yeah. Okie dokie. Hey, so, Mr. Don Kingfisher Campbell, I also. Something 
Um, a the San Gabriel Valley contest, I believe, that will be coming up. That will be open to sub, open to yeah. submission. Yes, uh, we're going to be we're going to be promoting that during February and March uh, in April, which is National Poetry Month. Every year we do the San Gabriel Valley Poetry Festival. So basically it's special events that only take place in the month of April in our local community. For example, we have a big open reading that first Saturday in April and uh, everyone who participates is gonna get some really good literary prizes. You're gonna win books and gift cards. DVDs? It's a lot of fun. Uh, well, maybe we can throw that in this year, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And then on the second Saturday, uh, I really love this. Everybody gets to bring in uh, some poems by their favorite poet. We share our favorite poets. That is really a delight. Wow. Because you get to discover poems that way. Discover poets that way. Ooh, has anybody ever brought in somebody and they're like, that's not a poet. It's like, for example, they say, I'm bringing in Maul's last theorem. And it's like, oh my God, this is amazing mathematical poetry. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> You'd be surprised some of the people that have been brought in, people that were not necessarily thought of as poets, but did write poetry. Yeah. I was reading uh, one of the writers last night mm. at the reading that his poetry sounded just like Stephen Crane. Mm. Now, Stephen Crane is not famous for being a poet. He was famous for writing novels like The Red Badge of Courage. Right. Yep. And short stories like The Blue Hotel. Mm. But he also wrote brilliant poetry. It was short, very philosophical. And he wrote like a hundred of them and they're just brilliant. I, I recommend Stephen Crane to anybody. Check out Stephen Crane. If you want to read poetry, that's short, but brilliant. You heard it. Uh, but I'm point. I want to get to the last part of poetry month. Cause there's two more events. And uh, the third event on the third Saturday is going to be a poetry slam. Mm. So again, people will be able to win prizes. The audience will judge who wins the slam. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Ooh. And yeah, and then on the fourth and final Saturday of National Poetry Month, we are going to reveal the winners of three contests. Three contests. And these contests, you can enter these contests. The deadline is April 4th, I believe. So what if you are not um, in of this hmm. state? Let's say you're somewhere else. Can you, uh, you know, is it eligible to anyone to enter? Any poet, anyone just wishing to let me just do this? What, what are any restrictions well that's a good question you know uh the purpose of all of our meetings is to bring people together and so that by nature it's going to be something where you need to be able to come to the meeting mm. all right so i have to put a disclaimer on there that you have to be able to come to the meeting to claim your prize there you go Otherwise, that's going to be kind of a dud right when we're there at the right at the party and the winner's not there, that's that's kind of a dud. That's no good. But my experience in the past has been that yeah. the people who do but what if the person tweets instead their 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 thing? They they put in a tweet instead. Kind of like what if what if they happen to say like something about Kofefe and we should know exactly what that means, right? It you know, because a tweet is a great way. They don't have to announce and inform anybody about anything, they can just put in a tweet. Yeah. And don't have to tell the contest, right? Twitter. 
but I don't I don't do uh, what do you call it Twitter. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, I know. Facebook tries to I tell me I have about an, it, I Facebook tries to tell Let me, me that I have an Twitter. Instagram, but I don't. It, it like tries to. Yeah, well, hey, I just joined Instagram for the first time like a week ago, mm. so I'm going to give it a try. I don't know what it's going to be like, but anyway, I just want to finish off because yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody that's listening to this show. I want them to know that if you are probably within a hundred mile radius of Pasadena, you should enter. There, there are three contests. There's a broadside contest where you enter one poem, 50 lines or less, and you will win 25 broadsides of your poem. They're like posters of your poem that you can share with people. The second contest is a chapbook contest. Oh, I'm too popular. Uh, the second contest is a chapbook contest, and there you can enter 10 poems, 50 lines or less, or it can be a series, and uh, you'll get 25 free copies of your chapbook. Uh, it'll be created for you by Spectrum Publishing, and they'll produce it. And finally, Ooh. there's the book contest. This is the best of all. Oh, okay. For the book, you want to send in 25 poems, 50 lines or less. That also can be a series. And uh, it will be published perfect bound, just like any other book in paperback. And you'll get 25 copies of that, too. So the really good prizes every year in the San Gabriel Valley Poetry Festival at the Santa Catalina Library in Pasadena every Saturday, April. Be there. Or be square. Or a donut. Square. How much time we got? I think that's it, my man. That's it. Okay, good. We got it all in. Any last words? Uh, I just want to thank you, Joshua, for doing this show. Aww. I think it's very cool that it's called Assiduous Dust. Woo. I, I feel like a grandfather of the title of this show, so that's very nice. Aw, thank you. And uh, just keep on interviewing people, you know. Keep on keeping on. This is going to be a great thing. Peace on. Groovy, grooviness unto y'all. Y'all, thank you so much, Don Kingfisher Campbell, everyone. Thank you. All right, thank you too. All right, uh, got to move on to the next gig. Okay. That's a wrap, folks, for episode number two of Assiduous Dust, which featured Don Kingfisher Campbell and Rich Ferguson. And next month, February 9th, I will have David Duffy and Thelma T. Renee. Get psyched and get ready. Have a groovy one. <laughs>